The opposition was strong. Over 110 organizations and individuals signed and delivered a letter to the governor's office requesting a veto. The signers represented all parts of Indiana and multiple forms of environmental organizations. However, despite the unprecedented amount of opposition, on April 29th, Governor Eric Holcomb signed Senate Bill 389, which reduces the amount of wetlands in the state of Indiana. Meanwhile, in a quiet part of Monroe County, lies the peaceful wetlands at Bean Blossom Bottoms Nature Preserve. Unaffected by the changes in the Senate Bill, the wetlands found here will continue to fulfill its environmental purpose for generations. However, Executive Director John Lawrence is a strong supporter of all wetlands and emphasizes the importance that wetlands have for the state of Indiana. Wetlands are just incredibly important uh, reservoirs of biodiversity, and they also provide really important uh, ecosystem functions. Flood control is a big one. They, they act like uh, kind of like a big sponge. Uh, you know, soak, hold, soaks up. They soak up water, hold back water. Help. They help negate flooding. Uh, they also reduce uh, pollution uh, in in waterways by collecting uh, uh, pollutants, uh, which can you know include uh, excess nutrients. Wetlands help uh, retain those nutrients locally so they don't go downstream. Uh, they're also just really important habitat for plants and wildlife. The example are Bean Blossom Bombs Nature Preserve. We have uh, recorded over a dozen uh, species of, that are endangered or of, of conservation concern there including the Indiana bat, which is uh, uh, federally endangered, uh, Kirtland snake, which is a cute little snake uh, that uses crawfish burrows. Uh, it's state endangered and, and, and several other things. So, and a lot of these uh, plants and animals uh, rely on the wetland habitat. They're not found anywhere else. If the Bean Blossom Bottoms Nature Preserve is protected, then what exactly will the controversial bill the governor signed do? The bill deals with the wetlands of Indiana that are protected by state laws. Of the wetlands in Indiana, 80 to 90 percent are not protected by the federal government, but have been protected at the state level. Under state protection, there are three classes of wetlands. The bill removes Class 1 wetlands from state protection and also reduces the amount of Class 2 wetlands while leaving Class Three wetlands intact. The differences between the three classes were explained to me by Christopher Kraft, a professor of rural land policy at Indiana University, Bloomington. So again, this is back to the state of Indiana, that isolated wetlands bill. They say it's a Class One, the lowest quality if there's been you know, hydrologic alteration, like it's been ditched or drained or filled, or it has more than 50% invasive species. So if it meets one or both of those criteria, they say it's a class one. And under the old bill, a lot of these wetlands were protected. Um, if they were larger than a half an acre, they would be protected. You know, Senate Bill 389 has said, we're doing away with class one. We're, we're not going to, these are not wetlands under this bill. And if you have class one isolated wetlands on your property, then you can do what you want with them. Well, let's go to class three wetlands. They're the highest quality. 
these are ones that, um, and I think under the existing 389 bill, these aren't being affected. Um, they're, they were protected before and they're protected now. They, they're high quality or they have high species richness or they have rare endangered species. There aren't that many of those. You know, there's a lot more class one wetlands. And then class two are kind of in the middle. They're not, you know, severely altered or dominated by invasive species, but they're not these super high quality sites. And Senate Bill 389 affected class two wetlands by saying that, um, it used to be that I think if it was more than a quarter acre in size, it would be protected. And I think under Senate Bill 389, it had said, nah, it's got to be bigger. If it's more than three-eighths of an, an acre, we'll protect it. But if it's less than that, we're not going to, it's not going to be protected. According to the National Water Summary Wetlands Resources Report, wetlands cover over 813,000 acres of Indiana, and 80% of the state's remaining wetlands fall under the categories of Class 1 and Class 2 and are now susceptible to being drained. With this information in mind and knowing the importance of wetlands, Professor Kraft explained who benefits from the passing of this bill and who benefits from the change to the permits needed to remove wetlands. Well, I think um, for people who advocate growth and um, that sort of economic growth, I think that this is an argument that they would like because it's, you know, some of this land is off the table to development or if you do want to develop it, you're going to have to go through the permitting process and that can be pretty lengthy and pretty rigorous. I've worked with some landowners who've kind of gotten caught up in, in that. Um, you know, that's people I think who stand to benefit. You know, on the other hand, Indiana's not known for having you know, the abundant natural resources some states like, say, Michigan have. And so when you take some of these protections away, um, you take away some of the limited natural resources that are still present in the state. For many farmers and land developers, the permitting process for removing wetlands is quite difficult. And the bill relaxes this process and makes it easier for Class 1 and some Class 2 wetlands to be removed. While this allows development to be easier at the moment, it does not account for the effects that the lack of wetlands could have on the future. Opponents of the bill, including the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, have argued that the bill leaves Indiana ill-prepared to face the floods that will follow the increases in rainfall expected in future years, as well as limit essential earth processes such as water filtration, water storage, and groundwater replenishment. Despite the passing of this bill, there's still great work being done to protect the wetlands of Indiana and restore old wetlands throughout the state. Mr. Lawrence described what effect the bill will have on the goals of the Bean Blossom Nature Reserve and its organizing body, the Sycamore Land Trust. It certainly just means that uh, efforts by uh, conservation groups like Sycamore, the Nature Conservancy, our, our other local land trusts, uh, throughout the state to do what we can to uh, acquire wetlands and areas that can be restored to wetlands and then put in the large commitment of, of time and effort to, number one, do any restoration work that's needed, and then, of course, to uh, monitor, and maintain, and, and protect that area in perpetuity. That work just becomes all the more important when there
efforts on the regulatory side to, to protect wetlands. Lawrence says for those interested in helping conservation groups who are stepping up to the plate to protect Indiana wetlands, the Bean Blossom Bottoms Nature Preserve always welcomes volunteers. There are a lot of ways you can support our work. Uh, most basic, of course, is be a donor. We have memberships starting at uh, $40 a year. Uh, it all goes into uh, making our work possible of uh, not only acquiring more land, but also protecting and, and uh, maintaining the land that is already in our care. We also have volunteer events. Um, best way people can get involved with that is uh, sign up for our e-newsletter. Uh, you can go to our website, sycamorelandtrust.org. For WFHB, I'm Nathaniel Weinsapfel.